Yeah, but it was still gross and bad, and you made me watch it with my <laughs> eyes and hear it with my ears yeah, right next think, to me. I think okay, it's now your we fault. actually are going. I, so I know. It, it is not my fault. <laughs> you knew what you were doing as you did it. Kai, Kai clacked their teeth I into the mic teeth into microphone. Have accountability for your actions is all Fine. I'm saying. I, I'm sorry that I made those teeth clacking comments years <laughs> ago. Okay. I'm gonna Mere spend some time ten seconds ago with, uh, family, with my family Jesus. and God and Jesus and uh, my wife who's standing silently behind me uh-huh. uh, to show that I'm not a misogynist. Uh-huh. Um, and you're not gay. And I'm not gay. Welcome to If It's Gay. Wow, weird way to start this show. The uh-huh. Podcast about uh, specific. <laughs> it is. This will come out on April first. Oh my God, you're right. Holy shit, pranks ahoy. A Are prank, you kidding pranks me? Oh, yeah. ahoy. We, we fucking got them. We got them. <laughs> got so many pranks uh, prepared for you Pro folks. Fools. Um, this is also, uh, we are at the one year anniversary of our podcast. Happy one year anniversary, everyone. Happy one year anniversary, Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. We, I posted about it on Facebook. We released our first episode uh, not on April 1st because that was our second episode we released yeah. on April 1st. But, but it was like this week. That our first episode. Yeah, it was it, uh, Mar- uh, March. It's Alicia's birth, my boss's birthday. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Uh huh. I know, isn't that March cute? March like 18th or something. Yeah, something like that. Happy um, birthday. Happy one we year missed birthday. A couple, we, missed, we missed a couple weeks there, huh? Yeah, yeah but it's still. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's still our one year anniversary of the podcast. Hell yeah. yeah. And Congrats. we did it. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, podcast. everyone. Happy uh, birthday so- to us. Happy birthday to us. This song's in the public domain now. Happy birthday to us. And that's Hannah. Her pronouns are she, her, hers. I think and we also have a podcast record number of listens on the 27th as well. I don't know what y'all did on the 27th. Of so last year? Probably. No, 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 no. Of, of this year? Yeah, like three Jocelyn. days ago. Oh. Jocelyn was oh, our guest. Oh, Jocelyn was our guest. She's, she's Is that when that one came out? That's yeah. not when that one came out. Yeah, no. I don't that's know. That's not math. I don't know anything, Aaron. That's no, not math. Three days ago? Three days ago, three days ago. Three days ago. Three days ago, we got the most listens on our podcast Jocelyn's ever. episode one day. came out. Did it come not out on Monday? But then I imagine maybe people listened to it on Wednesday for some reason. Okay. Uh, it could have been when she promoted it. It's it could have been Supernova Girls. So anyway, um, oh yeah, anyway. we've been cross uh, oh, so anyway, this is Hannah, her pronouns are she, her, hers. And we can cut that out of the podcast. This is Kai, their pronouns are they, them, theirs. Hello, welcome. Hello. Whenever we talk shop on air. Yeah, uh-huh. people, the uh-huh. listeners love They love shop to see talk. how the sausage Listen, is made. All I'm saying, gross, uh, they the love vegan to part sausage. The tiger. All I'm saying is uh, they love to uh, put... They love to put the kimono on the table. Put the kimono on the table and just straighten it out and fix it up. Um, and fold it in the KonMari and Japanese part, fashion. And part the dead cat. And part the dead. You've completely made me forget what I was originally <laughs> going to say, and I'm very mad at you uh, for that specific reason. Where does the phrase "put the tiger on the table" possibly come from? I have no idea. If you know where the phrase "put the tiger on the table" please comes from, please write We're to us. Confused. Isn't it? Isn't it like a dead, dead, dead cat on the table? No, it's a no. Tiger. The phrase is "put the tiger on the table." Uh, is the phrase I mean, maybe the tiger's dead and the tiger is a cat. Yeah, I. Um, but it's put the tiger. What's that joke the that we always make? I'm not the afraid. one that I just okay. made? No, the other one where it's like, uh, Part the tiger. you really parted my tiger. Oh, yeah, you really, <laughs> yeah, you really put my tiger on my table. You, you really slapped that kimono. Ew. <laughs> um, anyway, it's our one year anniversary, and that's neat. And it's also April Fool's Day. April Fool's, you've never been listening to a podcast a- this whole April time. April Fool's, this podcast doesn't exist. We're right there behind you. Turn around. Turn around. It's us. We've Bright got- eyes. We've got vegan cookies for you and a delicious soy ham 
<laughs> a swam, if you will. I will. A swam. Uh, oh, I a swam. All right. Okay then. So, um, Hannah. Yes, Kai. Uh, what what are you playing this week? Well, should we do the other thing that we normally do first? First. Oh, what's the other thing that we do first? Call it corner. Okay, so right th- that is only a saying from my brother, my brother, and me. It does not exist in the <laughs> house. Okay. Oh, no. Because oh, I no. believe the actual phrase is th- throw a dead cat on the table. Well, where does that come what from? That, that from? means because it's so it's like when you're having an argument with somebody and they take a tangentially related thing that you really can't morally argue is like like you're you're trying to have one stance uh-huh. and they're having the opposite stance on some moral issue and then they bring up something tangentially related mm. it's like well if you support that then what about this thing that everyone oh, agrees oh, is an atrocity yeah. so and like, then they so like throw marrying that dogs equated to gay marriage so yes that's a dead cat it's just a grosser term for a straw man argument basically well no straw man argument is different because it's not necessarily doing a tangential argument uh, it's, it's, just... it's 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 saying that you're saying something that you're not actually saying no that's gaslighting me telling you that you're saying something that you're not. A straw man is is a form of argument and an informal fallacy based on giving the impression of refusing refuting an opponent's argument while actually refuting an argument that was not yes, presented by that opponent. It, that's different because you're refuting a different thing that they're not talking about. Where this other thing is like you arguing it's yeah. something. That a, it's something like to, atrocious. Yeah. Gotcha. Like straw man it's, is gaslighting, kind of. I believe. I was, t- it's, we should stop talking about this yeah, now. Okay. This, this but anyway. Uh, send us your thoughts us your on thoughts these on phrases and arguments. Send us your favorite logical types. fallacies. Yes. Please um, do, actually. I love logical fallacies. Also, that's, did don't, we say that's don't mess Aaron? With that. His pronouns are he, him, his. Oh, that's, that's Aaron. Very yeah, that's very noisy. Hi, I'm Aaron. Aaron. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I just had to create some classic bad audio for our one year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> really, um, really ringing in the new year, huh? Well, let's do the thing that we normally do first, which is Kai. The gayest thing? Do yeah. we do that first before what are we playing? Yeah, you, oh, always. Jeez, wow. Pretty much always. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Really... Well, it's a year into the podcast and Kai has forgotten You know, everyone's sophomore effort is usually <laughs> a bit more lackluster. So let's set up this second year to be really, really lackluster. This is average as we can. <laughs> yeah, well, it's passable. Okay. Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? I have done so many gay things this week, and let me tell you about all of them. Great. Um, the past two weeks, uh, I've been so excited to have just my pain managed, and I get to go out and do things as a result of that. So I've been going out a lot more to uh, homosexual establishments, mm-hmm. um, wearing very powerful new outfits, including a pair of uh, five-inch platform heels. They're that very powerful. Are literally to die for. Um, oh. I love them so much. They're literally to die for. Literally, I would die for these heels. Oh wow! I might okay. die in these heels. Well, hopefully not. Uh, well, hope I won't. But I, just... I would like. To, I, ideally, I would like to be wearing the heels when I die. Is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Regard. Like you'd like to be yeah. buried in these heels. Yeah, I'd like to be buried in yeah, these heels. Yeah, that's fair. Literally to die for. Um, and I think probably uh, I've done a lot of gay things this week, but as you it's, say, it's a toss up between. Do you want to have um, Friday night or, or because I'll take Thursday night. Does that sound good? Well, yeah, I wasn't there on Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, so. Okay, so on Thursday night, um, Hannah's uh, romantic... Lover. Lasagna. Yes, Hannah's lover, Lasagna, and I, uh, her platonic partner, went out 
on a uh, friend date that lasted like seven hours where we got dinner together and talked for a very long time and then got coffee together and talked for a very long time and then went to a uh, drag night at one of my favorite local queer bars called Gladys uh, Mm -hmm. and it's this drag night weirdo which really displays like alternative often uh, amateur or less experienced or sometimes very experienced drag artists. Um, and uh, Hannah's lover Lasagna and I got chosen to uh, judge, which was an absolute delight because both of us have seen a lot of drag. Lasagna has seen a lot more drag than me just by nature of her being older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, just had the best time. And I think that it is uh, very uh, queer and polyamorous to go out with your platonic partner's partner just to hang out. Yes. I think that's I think that's gay. It is extremely gay. And I felt very gay in that moment, not only because I was debuting, um, uh, well, not necessarily debuting. I was exacerbating, perhaps, uh, my, my, new, my new aesthetic for going out, uh, which involves a lot of um, heels and uh, fishnet and, and collars makeup and, and makeup what have you. and what have you. Um, and I'm just very excited about it. So I was wearing all that with... with uh, Hannah's wonderful lover, Lasagna. Yes. Thank you, Lasagna. Thank you, Lasagna. Thank you, Lasagna. Thank Lasagna for Lasagna. Thank Lasagna for Lasagna. And I do. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> I can't believe we haven't made a Garfield joke surrounding your lover, Lasagna, yet. Are yeah. you Garfield? Because I love Lasagna? Yeah. I guess. I guess. Well. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Yep, and I Hannah hate, I is Hannah uh, is sexy Garfield, but uh-huh. Mondays are your day off. Yeah, I actually love Mondays. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're I'm talking about. I'm like reverse about. Garfield, ex- oh. except that I love lasagna. Well, the you person... love it in less of a, like, I want to eat you way and more well, of the a... Well, uh... the food I would like to... Oh, God. And more in like, I would like to eat you way. Gross. You... you yeah, it is gross. Um, Aaron is looking disgusted from the other room as he opens He's his, making a ramen. He's ramen. Listen. Um... So anyway, it was a very homosexual, grand old time, and I turned to Lasagna during uh, the course of the night, both nights that I have gone out with Lasagna this week, and said, I fucking love our community so Mm -hmm. much, because literally one of my favorite places to be is at any sort of uh, queer-oriented performance space, because you look around, there's queer folks all around you, and if, if you're in, like, a place that is actually genuinely, like, safe and good, and, and that's really, you know, that can never be true across the board, but in a lot of I'm queer so sorry spaces, for that audio. in a lot of queer spaces, uh, especially ones that are like actively anti-racist and anti-transphobic mm-hmm. and stuff, they tend to be safer than others. And you look around and it's like full of people who are fucking like yelling and screaming and laughing and just um, um, breathing and fighting and fucking and, and fucking and, and crying and, and uh, writing and dreaming and, and it's, it's just, just the way that we live it's just the way that we live you and know? we love um in love and i don't know it's there's just something very powerful about like being in a space like that that is so dedicated to like queerness just in general mm-hmm. um and and you sit there and you like listen to all of the people around you just having such a nice time being so supportive and and you see like how fucking beautiful we are and how powerful we are. And I'm like, God, I love being queer. Mm -hmm. And then I turn to lasagna and say that, and she's like, yes. Yes. And I think I imitated her smile pretty well in that moment. It was not bad. Thank you. Um, Hannah. Yes. What's the gayest thing you did this week? Well, on Friday, we went back to Gladys, 
for this Gladys night. Gladys Part Two. Gladys Part Two, the re- sequel to Gladys. Um, for this night called T for T. Let me look up the people who run it. Double check. Uh, Pax the Trans Witch. Yes, is one of them. I want to look and up the other person. Mar Pansy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. Uh, these two local queens, and it was amazing. It was a trans and non-binary focused. Dra- like, it was a night dedicated to, to people like us. Yeah, trans and non-binary um, drag night. It was yeah. amazing. There's some uh, really... dragon performance. They wanted to specify both of them. Yeah, it was pretty much all drag. Yeah, but they, uh, they, they want to make sure that it's open to performance yeah. of all kinds moving forward. So I want to specify. Uh, and you might have seen that on our Instagram mm-hmm. story. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, there was a lot of incredibly incredible and Fucking gorgeous performance. Absolutely gorgeous performance. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I cried. Uh, yeah, Marpansy did this really amazing thing where she was covered in band-aids mm-hmm. as like her suit, mm-hmm. basically. And she like ripped them off during part of the performance mm-hmm. and then sat down on the stage and did an HRT shot on stage. It was incredible. And mm-hmm. one of I, I'm, li- I'm literally getting chills as you say that. One of my favorite things on earth to see on stage is trans people uh, who are medically transitioning fucking doing hormones. There's You've done that. I know I've done it, and I love to see it, and I cried every time I did it, and I love, and I cry when I see other people do it because mm-hmm. fucking hormones are so tiny. I believe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a really amazing room full of people. I I was at one point looking around, and I said to Lasagna, "There's just so many genders here," and yeah. I know that there are as many genders as there are people, but there were just so many amazing and powerful gender expressions yeah, present. Everybody was just wearing whatever they wanted, and it was, it was so very nice. good. A lot of amazing makeup, a lot of amazing uh, aesthetics, yeah. a lot of amazing clothing. Um, a lot it of was beautiful people. It was yeah. It was beautiful. We had a seat right next to the stage. Yeah. Um, we gave them so much money. Yeah, I spent a lot of I fucking money too. last night, dude. Yeah. Uh, worth it. Um, it was just really fantastic. Yeah. And we, yeah, uh, our friend Charlotte was there. Mm-hmm. Hi, Charlotte. And, Hi, Charlotte. Uh, our friend Isis was there? Yes. Yes. The Char. And um, we just had a great time being in that space and in that community. Four and out of five of the people who we were with at that event uh, are all trans and or non-binary. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, the other gayest thing I think I've done is quit one of my shitty jobs, but the other jobs that I still have are not shitty at all. I like them very much. Very good job. But I quit the shitty coffee shop job I had for two weekends, uh, in a semi-dramatic fashion, um, which I've always wanted to do. And I think it's very like having strong boundaries is very gay Mm -hmm. and being kind of petty is very gay. Mm -hmm. But I woke up at nine o'clock this morning. I was supposed to be there at 10 Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't like these people with this job and I don't want to be there. And so I went back to sleep. I mean, I think that that was probably the correct decision for you in the long run. But I just think that being uh, so incredibly petty and so incredibly powerful is just like the the most ideal thing that I can picture. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, I just want to say that T for T, uh, which is happening at Gladys uh, in Denver on uh, Santa Fe, is actually every fourth Friday of the month. Cool. Um, and performances this time started at like 1030, and I imagine that they'll probably start at a similar time next time. They're just like pop-up performances, mm-hmm. and they also have uh, raffles where you can win um, for making a donation to a transgender like, support network, basically, this time. The, it transgender, the transgender Center, Center of the Rockies. Rockies. This time it was. I don't know if it will be next time. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you give uh, money to that, you get a raffle ticket, and you can win, uh, like, free sex toy. You can win, like, some little packages that are nice. Uh, they also give away free tickets to uh, the uh, DragCon. DragCon, is it? 
Denver Drag Days. Denver Drag, that's it. Denver Drag Days. Which is like uh, a big weekend. drag convention yeah. that's happening um, this weekend in Denver. So they just have a lot of really cool ways that you can help out the community, including like tipping the performers. Um, I, I just want to make sure that people know where they can go to this event if they are Denver-based. Mm-hmm. Gladys the Notizy Neighbor mm-hmm. on Santa Fe and... Fifth. S- it's fifth. Sixth. It's sixth. It's sixth. I don't believe you. It's on Santa Fe in some <laughs> street. Um, Santa Fe between 4th and 7th yeah, somewhere. 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 You'll find it. You'll see it. Um, anyway, yeah. the street from yeah. Uh, even, if, even if you're not Denver-based and you're like Colorado-based uh, and you're trans and or non-binary, I would definitely say that it is worth the journey just oh, yeah. to be in it such an amazing. incredibly supportive yeah, environment. It was phenomenal. Uh, where you can just be mm-hmm. yourself in and whatever context And Gladys is great. They have gender-neutral restrooms. Yes. Or all gender restrooms, which I think is yes. a more inclusive I agree. language. And the bartender's are really nice. Oh, they're so nice, and they really, I think, look out for you there. Because mm-hmm. um, I, uh, one of the bartenders introduced themselves to me and was like very friendly and very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. Looking back, I think they might have been flirting with me. I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> they probably um, were, Kai. Whoops. <laughs> whoops. Gosh, they were just so friendly and nice. I'll have you to go back to glasses. You sweet baby angel. It's like when our friend was like clear, clearly very intoxicated, and yeah. Kai was like. I was like, wow, so-and-so is very drunk. And Kai was like, no, they're not. They're just sick. They told me they hadn't been drinking. And I was like, buddy, honey, honey bear, sweet baby angel. I just believe what people tell me. I know. Uh, what are you going to do? So anyway, Hannah and I have been up to some very queer stuff lately, is all, is all we're saying. Up to some gay shit. Uh, it is spring, and we have sprung out of the house and out of our... Out uh, of the fucking closet, bitch. I wore a very powerful... Uh, Elton John jacket that Kai owns. Yes, I I own one of the best jackets of all time, and I've never debuted it. And then I immediately thought when I saw Hannah's outfit, oh, Hannah's needs to wear this. Yes, and I was very glad. And it was perfect in every conceivable way. Yep. Um, as are you. So Hannah. So Kai. Uh, what you playing right now? (sighs) Against all of my better judgment, Mm. I am playing, continuing to play Kingdom Hearts three. Wow, incredible! Tell us more. It's um. Uh, it continues to mostly suck. Um, the So I just did the Tangled World, which was my favorite world so far in terms of ratio of stupidity to fun gameplay. And uh, however, I did, there wasn't, the intro cutscene to that world is literally just a long sequence from the movie Tangled, except with mention of Heartless in it. It's just... Like well, five silly. straight minutes of the movie. Um, excuse me. Um, I've taken to timing the cutscenes, and the longest one, the like long one that I timed uh, the other night when I was playing was four, like uh, four minutes and thirty. Seconds. Yeah, it was four and a half minutes long. It was like I think it was the, maybe the intro to the Frozen World, which I just got to. Um, four minutes and thirty seconds, which is so long. Like I could have gotten up, and it's the plot doesn't matter. And it was also no. just like introing the plot of Frozen World, which like I've seen Frozen. I know what Frozen's about. I know why Elsa's going up the mountain. I don't need that laid out for me. We've all seen Frozen. I guarantee almost every single human being playing this game has seen Frozen at some probably point in their lives. Playing that game, I would imagine. Yeah, it's probably. I would. I don't know if this is true. I bet it's the most popular Disney movie of all time. I don't know about that. I bet, dude. Let's look it up. Yeah. Make Aaron do it. We can keep talking. Aaron, what's the most popular Disney movie of all time? Like, in terms of, I don't know, uh, sales gross or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Google most popular Disney movie of all time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Um, 
He's going to let us know. The uh, Okay, so it's nothing that you think. Oh. oh. The top ten highest grossing animated Disney movies of all time. We're all... <laughs> okay, there's only one that happened after... There's two that happened after oh, can we guess? the 60s. Yes. Um, oh, like the Lion King. Okay. That's one. Beauty yes. and the Beast? Nope. No, nope. No, Snow White did not have an after the 60s. Um, no, Snow White did have an after the 60s. No, it did not. Oh, okay. No, no, it didn't. Snow White is one of the oldest. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I, yeah. it's one of the first ones. Because uh, I imagine that's like, I wonder what the numbers are not in adjusted for inflation. Okay, what about? Um, adjusted gross, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs made $782 million. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So Number two, 101 Dalmatians <clears throat> with $717 oh, million. Dollars. I hate that movie. I love that Fantasia. Movie. Oh. 509 is number three. The Lion King, number four. Yes. Jungle Book. These are all $500 million. Yeah. Finding Nemo is the only modern Disney movie to be on this I'm list. actually like, I'm the adjusted gross of $404 million. That is not surprising to me. Finding yeah. Nemo was a very popular movie, and yes. probably people still it's watch it. It's very surprising to me that Frozen's not on that list. It's not surprising to me, actually, because uh, I feel like that is not the most well-known or spoken about Disney film. Oh, I completely disagree. Like, Shocking. in the modern era, there's Elsa shit everywhere. Frozen, the zeitgeist of Frozen is so unbelievably popular. There's a Broadway musical. Which I saw. Okay. Which yeah. I saw. Now, here we go. Okay, now this is without adjustment. Wow, this is ridiculous. Okay, so if you don't adjust, it's Captain America. Oh, see, now oh. it's counting horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. 10 is animated. Captain America Civil War. Nine, care. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Eight, Toy Story God 3. Seven, The Lion King still. Lion King. Six, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Avengers, yeah. Finding Dory, Rogue One, Marvel, The Avengers, and Star Wars Force Awakens. Okay, all so right. So that's including, Yeah, that's know, including Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. Which are Okay, never mind. And my point fucking... being is that Frozen is incredibly culturally salient yes, and incredibly it is. There's popular. There's no denial of that. And one of my it's... favorite moments at every Disney deviant is when they play Let It Go, yeah. and it's a banger. I'm just saying, like, I everybody, it. I would say, I would argue that that is one of the more well-known and spoken about Disney movies. Fine. And it's newer, which is why it's, remarkable to me it's because it already has a broadway musical and it's, it hasn't been out that long it's only been out for yeah like five um, the broadway years. musical uh, blah, 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 blah. the broadway musical was fine um and he said fine. it was terrible uh it was fine um because like it was it, it was it was just it was just fine it wasn't like anything to uh to write home about and it wasn't like the worst musical that i've ever seen because i've seen some pretty oh yeah well musicals. when you work in theater we're getting really off track this is so on track <laughs> my point being um I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and this conversation is more interesting than Kingdom Hearts 3 That's, so far. I don't disagree with you. The most impressive thing to me about Kingdom Hearts 3 is the amount of uh, voice voice actors they've gotten for it who were the actual characters yeah, in it's, the film. Yeah, it's just weird. Like I've said before, it's weird what voice actors they did and didn't get for whatever reason. Yeah, I just want to know Apparently the, the Mickey, the Mickey Mouse guy was is the real Mickey Mouse, and I'm no, sorry. Yeah, actually, he sucks. Uh, yeah, what uh, Ray from Tabletop Potluck uh, actually commented on our Instagram post about it um, and said... That uh, the person who is acting Mickey right now uh, decided after the original voice actor for Mickey passed, and I believe 2009, that uh, they would do a different spin on Mickey. Well, his spin sucks. Well, I'm sorry that that's the way that you feel about it. I'm just saying, you've watched those scenes Listen, in Kingdom Hearts I don't, 3. I don't... And at least his voice acting in Kingdom Hearts 3 sucks a big one. It doesn't it's sound awful. like Mickey to me, and I feel mean saying that because, like, it's not the Mickey that I grew up with or whatever. I don't it's, care. It's, it's just it's bad. It doesn't sound good. It's to how I feel good. about when they replaced uh, Dumbledore because the original actor passed away. Yeah, the and movies. the fucking new Dumbledore sucked. Michael Gammon was a terrible Dumbledore. Listen, I'm not 
I'm not arguing I, that he was a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy, I mean, maybe he's a great Mickey otherwise, but his voice acting in Kingdom Hearts 3 sounds lazy and bad. He might just not have gotten paid enough to do good voice acting He might acting not have cared Kingdom about Kingdom Hearts, Hearts because it's a stupid franchise. And nobody would really but, care. But, however, real-ass Idina Menzel yes. is speaking to me in Frozen World, and real-ass Kristen Bell and Jonathan Groff and Josh Gad will be speaking to me later. Wow, I know. It's, it's uh, something these, else. Some of these people, Kristen Bell is the most famous of those people outside of theater, I would argue, because I feel like if you don't know a lot about theater, you might not know who, like, Jonathan Groff is. That I actually, mean, he was in Hamilton, but... Yeah, and people do know Hamilton, but... Uh, but they don't necessarily know the original Broadway no, cast they unless they're don't. theater nerds. Yeah, I think you've actually made a good point. Kristen Jonathan Bell Groff, is quite popular. Yeah, she's in The Good Place and shit, whereas Idina, Idina and Jonathan Groff... Uh, do mostly Broadway. Yeah. Josh Gad got really famous in Book of Mormon. Yes, but people don't tend to know his name. They call him the guy from Book of Mormon. Yeah, and Idina was very famous for because of Wicked, yeah. obviously. And well, people... I think Jonathan Groff, now most people would recognize uh, him as being from Mindhunter. Oh, I haven't seen I don't that. Know I did that not is. realize that uh, he was from Glee. I never watched Glee. Yes. Was, oh, um, yeah, he was really briefly yeah, on Glee. On I Glee. forgot about that. Um, you know what else people might know Adina Menzel from? What? Is uh, when John Travolta fucked up her Oh, head. yeah! And at people the, really remember that. At the whatever award show that was. Was that the Oscars? I don't know. I think it was the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you Adeem made me doubt my memory. Gazal, I think is what he said. He has dyslexia. And he's not a good person. He's an awful person. But I do defend uh, people who uh, uh, he also, experience... That's fine. He has ears and probably was told the name before he walked on stage. And then he was too lazy to remember it. He might also be hard of hearing. We don't know. He's a shit-ass Scientologist, and I'm not going to defend a single aspect of him. Listen, I defend Caitlyn Jenner's transness to the grave. I fucking yeah, hate her. Yeah, she just sucks ass. She sucks I'm ass. I'm just saying you don't know that John Travolta's hard of hearing. No, I made that part up. I think he um, was just lazy and drunk. Yeah, no, I... Because he's drunk. A, he's probably drunk. drunk at the Oscars? Yes, Kai. You sweet what? angel. What? People get twisted at the Oscars. Really? Are you That's kidding like one me? of the no. things. Really? That's Kai. like one of the things that you do oh, while you're watching the Oscars that. is try and pick out who's fucking wasted. Oh, yeah. Man, I've Golden Globes, they're allowed to drink during the show, which is so people get really hammered. But yes, celebrities are drunk at every fucking award show you've ever seen them at. I, I would didn't be. Know that. God. Yeah. yeah. I would be too, I, but no I didn't know that. No way I could get through that so well. Yeah. Because the Oscars are boring as shit, especially if you're not cutting to commercial breaks. You have to watch the whole Oscars. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, yeah, you sweet baby angel. Kai just lives in a world where no one is drunk. Hold on a second. Um, what is what is this drunk thing that you all keep saying? Because I, <laughs> I, I, I like have heard the word before, but I don't really recognize it. Um, anyway, that's a long way to say I'm playing Kingdom Hearts three. We're gonna have a whole episode about it at some point. Yeah. It's just we keep getting off track because I can't focus on Kingdom Hearts three. If Kingdom Hearts three did like, not, it's like it's like water off a duck's back. Yeah. It just slides out of your if, mind. If Kingdom Hearts three had normal length cutscenes, it would be like twenty hours long. Part of the reason why I'm glad that we keep diverting from the subject is because I haven't played any video games this week. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, the opening cutscene to Kingdom Hearts 3 is 20 to 30, almost unbroken min- minutes. It's outrageous. Yeah, Which oh, makes yeah. me think that Disney and Square Enix have spent these 13 years animating these cutscenes and, like, forgot to make the game. <laughs> just imagine that and they were, like, fucking 100 and, they like, just made a- hours into the cutscenes. And they were just like, wait a second. People need to play this. Fuck. <laughs> We need 10 uh, more years. It's just like really long cutscene, little bit of combat, really long cutscene is pretty much all yeah, of Kingdom Yeah, I've been watching Hannah play bits and pieces and of it. And the combat's really fun. It looks like fun I, combat. It I've looks like, wild. 
stopped playing and like been like, ugh, I don't want to start a new world because I don't want to watch those fucking cutscenes. Yeah, and I straight up don't blame you. And that's not good. That no, doesn't bode well. It's, uh, but the thing is, though, for a game that was in development for thirteen years, yeah, because I want to like I want to see more of it. No, I get that. I get. I'm that gonna for slog sure. through it for the most part because the combat is fun, and if I really am overwhelmed by the cutscenes, I'll stop. And I also, again, I looked it up on Wikipedia. I still have no fucking idea what's going on with well, this game. Godspeed. There's something about Xehanort trying to create a new organization 13, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense uh, because nothing about Kingdom Hearts makes sense. And I am, I am lost whenever the actual uber plot, over plot, whatever comes up. The uber only plot. The only person I like in this game so far is Maleficent because Maleficent is perfect all the time. Maleficent is an Are excellent you, villain. Um, Maleficent, Dom. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, Kai? no, I, I just want. I just That's want to ask the stupidest question it. I've ever it wasn't heard a in my real life. Question. It okay. was more like uh, Dom. 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 You could have just said Dom. Oh yeah, that's true. Maleficent. I Dom. Maleficent, comma. Dom. Maleficent, big mommy energy. Oh, Maleficent yeah. put a girl in a coma for 16 years because she didn't get invited to her first now birthday party. Now that is homosexual activity. <laughs> it's so homosexual. Uh, what I want to hear, Hannah, is who you think the uh, top five gayest Kingdom Hearts characters are, go. Maleficent and nobody else. Because they're all... I'm sorry. Are you telling me that Elsa's not gay? Oh, I'm sorry. Maleficent, Elsa. A Maleficent? But I don't know if she's gay in Kingdom Hearts because they might have oh, ruined her. Oh my god! Actual Elsa is very gay. The real life Elsa, but they might have just very gay. so far. She's like you know going up her mountain to have her powerful moment or whatever. Yeah, that's gay. And she runs into Sora, and Sora fights some heartless for her, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was so angry. You're right." That's stupid. Which is literally removing that's Elsa's not the plot. In well, yeah, the, they don't do the literal plots. Oh. Um. I. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And which is literally removing like Elsa's whole agency of her whole character. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point because it's like, oh, Sora did it for me. I'm done. Yeah, now. a lot of it, a lot. That's actually a big problem I have with Kingdom Hearts is like, yes, of course he does it with like male characters, but mm -hmm. like whenever Sora comes into the story of like a female character, he pretty much just does their whole arc for them. Like in Mulan World and Kingdom Hearts. 2, oh no, but Mulan is so empowering. Mulan is the most powerful. Do you know, listening audience, that Kai had not seen Mulan until like a month or so ago when yes, I showed it to him? Yes, that is correct. Uh, I had never seen it in its entirety. I had just watched the, uh, do you remember those uh, VHS tapes that, are they called tapes? VHS tapes <laughs> that had, um, <laughs> that had, uh, that had a. Uh, Kai, oh no. Are you too much of a millennial? No, I'm exhausted. I'm running off called, of six hours of sleep. Were they called Tapas, tapas, tapas. That was it. VHS tapas. The VHS um, tapas. Do you remember the VHS tapas that had the uh, that had the like Disney music videos that had oh, just yeah. the clips from the yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch that one of um, what is that one song where they're like preparing Mulan to be a woman or whatever, and she's like in the bath and they're brushing her hair. Oh, uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but it's the uh, "You'll Bring Honor to Us All." I think it's I think it's uh, "Honor to Us All" or whatever. Beads of jade. Yeah, that one. Um, I used to watch Mulan. Every day, when I, I was literally a kid. watched that music video on repeat because I, I didn't. I never had Mulan. the full version of it. I, of course, it. it's very telling later in my life how much I related to Milan and her gender fuckery and her yeah. fucking the system through oh, gender yeah, fuckery. Oh yeah, she's so powerful. She's incredibly Wait, fucking powerful. What game is she in Milan? Kingdom Hearts Two. Kingdom Hearts Two. Okay, that was it. Um, yeah, well, you know how we were talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, no, I was. I just wanted a reminder of which one that she was in. Yeah, and Sora uh, and like Sora does, does it for her. Yeah, and so far, I mean, uh, Rapunzel has like. 
a lot of agency entangled, but it's pretty yeah, much entirely in cutscenes, which are just from the movie. I'm sorry, are they really? Yeah, pretty much. That's it's ridiculous. not like they they reanimated it when they could have just cut in a clip from the movie. Like, well, especially, that would be in the spirit of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but it would have been in the spirit of maybe this game wouldn't have taken 13 years to come out when they're just reanimating Fair entire five-minute scenes. Kind of turning into our Kingdom Hearts episode. From wanna, the movie I want to draw back a little bit out of out of getting into that. This is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of, like, pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. God bless you. So I have a question for everyone. Yes, uh, ma'am. On this, uh, our one-year anniversary of this it's podcast. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What has been everybody, some of everybody's yeah. favorite podcast? <laughs> April Fool's. Happy anniversary, April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> what have been uh, some of everybody's favorite oh, podcast moments from the past year of this oh, podcast? podcast moments. Of this podcast specifically? I think one of my favorite moments was um, when we started doing the High Charles bit, and then after that, I became really close friends with Charles, and I did not know Charles very well it was when premonitory. we started doing High Charles. Yeah, I really liked that. I thought that was a very good bit. That was one of my favorites. That's very good. Um, do you have one, Hannah, first? Because I have to find the specific... Uh... Episode one thing that he's looking for. Um, I was a really big fan of uh, if it's wrestling podcast. I was about to say Bernadette was one of my favorites. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a very very fun episode, the Bernadette episode. Um, We've had some very good guests on over the year. So much from Jocelyn. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. That was great. Um, I was a really big fan of our E3 episodes too. Those were really Mm -hmm. fun. We had fun content. I'm excited to do after we watch PAX East content after this weekend. I'm excited to talk about that. Oh, me too. You know, one of my favorite memories of this podcast has been what? Um, when we lost probably about four (laughs) hours of podcasting (laughs) material, and we're not going to do that anymore. And we have actually fixed that problem, and it'll never happen again. But that was just so fulfilling. Now we can only lose up to like 10 minutes. Yeah, which yeah. is not nearly as bad. <laughs> which like, I have the wow. emotional energy to repeat 10 yes. minutes. Yes, oh, me too. But oh my God. Oh, we once boy. lost a very good gender episode for you all. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It God. Was it was going to be so, so good. Right, right at the end. Yeah. It was, yeah, we were literally like winding down the conversation yeah. and we lost oh, more boy. than an hour. Of that actually happened with the E3 episode too, which is amazing. We did. We lost so like, good. and then, oh yeah, the E3 episode, the second E3 yeah. episode is when we re-recorded it and twice. And that was like said, yeah. Because it, we lost a bunch of it and yeah. then we did it again and we lost a bunch of it again. Yeah. And so then we just recorded like a 10 minute minisode of me yelling at the microphone about how bad Sony's E3 press conference was. Which was high quality yelling, don't get me <laughs> Thank wrong. You. My My other favorite thing about the podcast is, um, uh, Hannah actually has like a, a tangible way for you to just rant about stuff in a way that is like socially acceptable, which I uh, absolutely adore. I have a medium. You have a medium uh, <laughs> with just a rant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Aaron, what did you find? That's what you're looking like for? The, the listeners may not know is that Hannah does do this off there as well. <laughs> yeah. I've been told that I will pick an opinion from the ether and cling to it. 
tooth and nail. By Aaron, I believe, yeah. told you that. Uh, oh, did I? Yeah, you did. It was a very good turn of phrase. I enjoyed it very much. The thing about this I podcast... I will pick a hill and I will die on that hill. My favorite thing about this podcast, actually, across the board, across the board, is everyone ready? This is the across my number favorite thing. Wow. I would not see Aaron on a regular basis that is, unless that is we record true. this that podcast. Is that, that is actually the and reason I, for another podcast that just got started yeah. is that Dylan and I are like, hey, we should make an excuse yeah. for people to hang out. Yeah. And I and I love you, Aaron, very much, and I would be very Thank sad you. if I didn't get to yeah, see you every you week. Too. So it's very nice. Well, that's good. That's good. I also appreciate that. Uh, my favorite moment is from it. a very recent episode the march madness episode mm, i oh, love that I fucking episode march that madness was a episode. good episode i had fun uh uh my favorite part was when hannah said link is a gentle gender fluid horse girl asexual twink <laughs> who kills people for a living <laughs> that was that's that was my favorite line yeah. of the show i can't deliver it in the exact way it's delivered but it's one of the most poetic things I've ever read. So. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my God, thank you. Um, I can't, I'm going to look because we've had so many good episodes that, and we sort of changed gears slightly in the last like few months, like yeah. since the beginning of the year. So I'm going to. One gonna... of my favorite things was actually, uh, I think it was our first episode about Lara Croft. Because uh, oh, yeah. I still think about that to this day, just because uh, I think that that was one of the um, reasons why you started the podcast mm-hmm. is just because you were so interested in the fact that like Lara Croft is coded as lesbian. Um, and, yeah, uh, we talked a lot. Yeah. Like part, that was part of the genesis of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Besides That's playing Bioware games and talking about how I know it's what you said. I'm reiterating <laughs> okay. what you said. Um, is besides talking about Bioware games and how gay For, they are, uh, as we play them. Full fifteen episodes. Straight. Yeah, is when so, I was thanks playing. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. I was playing, trying to get you to play Tomb Raider, and I was playing Tomb Raider, and I was pointing out all the gay things about yeah. it to you. So I guess I'll keep talking while you look for the uh, yeah. for the episode. Um, I I I do I do sometimes miss our uh, our Bioware um, series of episodes. Oh, don't you I'm, worry. I'm very glad that we've escaped from that world, and I hear that actually uh, I believe it's the next uh, Dragon Age game that's in the works. Um, that's what I heard currently, and I'm very excited for that to come out. I have yet to play Anthem, but I've heard like. A lot of different things from a lot of different people, and I'm not entirely sure how to feel about it. But I've heard mostly that it's a buggy, boring mess. Yeah, yes, that's, that's what, what I've heard. I've, that's what I've that heard. There are some people yeah. who really enjoy it and who are quite dedicated to it, um, and I think that's actually the anomaly. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I care about Bioware as a company generally. You know, like I, th- I've heard that um, you like. I've heard that it's okay, but definitely wait to buy it until they fix it. Yes, well, that's true of, cr- of extremely most, like, uh, broken games like that. Honestly, um, did you find what you're looking for? I'm just—I wasn't even looking for something specific. I'm just—oh, uh, uh, I liked the week where we talked about our coming out stories. Oh yeah, that was cute. That was adorable. I liked that very much. I've liked our Q and A episodes. I just like. Yeah. Do like, you remember when we recorded in Canada? Yes, when we recorded on a on, on a, a mist on a bench in a misty trail. That was really romantic. I loved that. Canada. <laughs> and we talked about um fascist power structures when you were Yeah, when I was brief. writing my paper on fascism. Uh-huh. And no, because you you had graduated. When I had just written my paper on fascism before I graduated. <laughs> um and uh, you were briefly playing uh, We Have the a Happy Fume, Fume we which I immediately put down after I realized that this is a bad game and I do not enjoy it. Yeah, when we remember Oops. when we thought um, We Happy Few was going to be good? <laughs> I thought it was going to be so good. I was yeah. so excited about it because I've always wanted to play a game exactly like that and then it was so fucking disappointing. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Any anyway, I think um I think our listeners have had enough of us like um jerking ourselves off. <laughs> it wasn't jerking ourselves <laughs> off. It was nostalgic reminiscing. Um Aaron, <laughs> Aaron looks what? like he's got something to say. I don't know. Aaron has been jerking himself. No, he hasn't. No, he I hasn't. Haven't. Why would you say such a people? thing? This entire time. <laughs> Um, this whole year, oh, wait, actually. that was a bit. We did do that bit at one point, didn't we? What Is that what you were referring oh, to? Oh, yeah. It was like when you were that... going to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, but then we all no, talked no, no, about we, jerking yeah. around the table. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that was a funny episode, whatever that one was. That yeah. was, uh, boy, howdy, was that a funny, funny, mysterious episode. You, I guess you'll have to listen to them all again, yeah. maybe. Well, if you've been listening to us since the beginning or for, for any amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, we would love it if you would yeah, send, send us, us your favorite. Yeah, send us any of your favorite moments oh, from the podcast. I would love that because I'm really curious what yeah. people actually think is funny and what people hate. Yeah, it would be tell actually... Us, tell us your favorite and least favorite moment, actually. Yeah. We would love to uh, figure out what you want for our second year. I mean, we're still going to keep doing what we want, but yeah, we would love to... We're know. very self-serving people. Well, yeah, that's how podcasts are, yeah. you know? Um, but we love you, listeners, and we... We love you. I know this seems very masturbatory, this whole episode, but, like, I am just so happy that this is a thing. It was an idea that we had that was half a joke and that we've been doing it for a whole ass year. That's I know. really phenomenal. And ass I feel year. like And for a whole ass year. And we're building something really cool, and I'm really proud of us, and I love you all. I just got a poke of presumably affection. That's, yep. That's usually my thing, is you say that you love me, and I poke you as though I don't know what affection yeah, is. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was fun to give it, April give it right Fools. back at you. April Fools, Hannah. April Get Fools. It? Get it? Are, like is, are you, are you going to do any pranks on April Fools Day, Kai? Oh, no, you know how I feel about pranks. I know. I was just doing a bit. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to do any pranks for <laughs> Yeah, April I Fool's fucking Day, love pranks. I love pranking people. Pranks, pranks, what's, pranks, pranks. What's some pranks. kind of prank you're going to do on April um, Fool's Day? What I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... You know... Oh no! What happened to you? I broke them. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. I like this hat, by the way. Oh my God! Thank you. uh, No one can see it, but Kai looks like they're the lead singer of a uh, a pop emo band from the early 2000s. I said earlier that I feel like a Spice Girl, but I I actually look like that, but I feel like a Spice Girl on the inside. You feel like a Spice Girl, but you look like uh, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I know. It's a very Thank early you. Patrick Stump hat. I uh, absolutely love it. Oh my god, I almost forgot my pun. Thank God I kept it in, under my hat. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow, but that's I'm... another pun. <laughs> pun. Kai, what what's a prank that you're gonna pull on April first? Uh, you know, you know the prank the where day you um, like put uh, put flour in a hair dryer. Yeah. I'm gonna put a flower in your hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. For the hair dryer that I use all the time for all the hair that I have. Yeah, I think it'll be really sweet. They'll just pull it out and you're like, oh, what a nice little gift. Oh, God, jeez, I got pranked. Dylan got yeah. me. I'm a. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's here? a thing. Is this another thing that's not an actual thing? Is Flower this another the hair dryer? Is, the hair dryer is a thing. Is this another tiger on the table? No, it's a real thing. You know thing. what's a really I've seen a lot prank? of videos of it. It's very funny. You put flour in somebody's hair dryer and then they turn it on and blows flour Yeah, it's very oh. funny. And then yeah. they're going to put all flour. Yeah, that was the joke. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's why I laughed really hard at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Aaron's here. Sure enough. What were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, a really mean prank is uh, that I that I've only like heard of people doing is putting fucking um, uh, saran wrap, saran over, the wrap over the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 
Please don't do that to me. One year, <laughs> so my mom and I liked to prank each other in April Fool's Day when I was growing up. I would always rubber band the kitchen sink spray thing. And so whoever turned it on in the morning would you get You don't sprayed. even need to rubber band ours. It no, just it just that. gets stuck sometimes and you get pranked. Uh, or I like wrote on the mirror in blood. One year it was fake blood. Um, we like to, <laughs> we like to have fun. I saran wrapped both of my parents' cars one year. Now, the cars is funnier than toilets. Yes, yeah, saran wrapping a, per, a person's car is very funny because yes. then they just, I mean, you just have to cut it off, but it's just inconvenient. The yeah. best pranks are just inconvenient. Yes. Um, but one year my mom... <laughs> My mom put Vaseline on the toilet seat, and, and I woke up off. really early to go to school, and I sat down, and I fell on, like, into the bathtub, and, like, slammed myself onto the bathtub and screamed. It was so frightening. I love that. And I imagine my mom was in bed just like, I am the prankster now. Oh, that's very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> Memories. Um, on April Fool's Day, Kai, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill your cubicle with ping pong balls. Solid, Hannah. I'm going to put all your office supplies in jello. You're not actually going to tell me what you're going to do, are you? I'm going to cover your computer in sticky notes. I know I know that you're going to prank me. I I've never pranked you, you on April Fool's Day. Because I know you don't like pranks. I've never done it. Are you sure that you've been doing, that you haven't been doing it all these years and I just haven't noticed? It might be a long con prank. You'll find out on Monday. I'm going to saran wrap. Your head. <laughs> your sleep. You're gonna My die. Joke is I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> My prank is I'm gonna stab you to death. That's the long con. I'm gonna put a pillow over it. your face and stab you to death. Well, now, at least now you know that Hannah will be caught. Yeah, <laughs> this, you is, do die. this is this a legal is confession. In court. This is admissible in court. They're gonna play the whole episode too up uh, until this point, and everybody will laugh and have a nice time, and then they'll be like, "Oh no, oh, she Christ. murdered them, and she said she was gonna do it, and they took no precautionary measures at all." You, you cannot think that I would not be taking precautionary yeah. measures after this words that you've said to me. This words that this I've words said to you said to me. So we get a request from a request listener. Request from a listener. Um, we don't know if they want their name set on air, so we won't. But you know who you are. Yeah, and if it is you and you want to have a shout out, let us know and we'll shout yeah, you out. Yeah, we'd be more than happy to. Um, to talk about video games that made us cry. Yes, and um, here's the thing about me and Hannah is I've cried um, a lot about a lot of things, including a lot of video games, and Hannah has cried less I've cried a lot about a lot of games. things, but not as much at video games. Yeah, that was the end of my sentence. Yeah. Um, Kai, what is a game that made you cry? Probably, um, oh my god. One of one of the ones, if we're going to keep referencing some of our old episodes, was Butterfly Soup. I mm-hmm. uh, I cried like a baby just at Butterfly Soup, just at the whole thing, really. Because, um, you know, I, I cry a lot of the times when I see queer people just um, being queer. Uh, on screen or in real life sometimes, and that's very embarrassing for me. Um, like, like fucking last night, I did cry. That was not embarrassing. That was delightful. But um, another game that I actually cried at uh, was uh, the ending of every Mass Effect game. I would actually just, like, start openly weeping because it was such an emotional experience for yeah. me because I have such uh, a deep connection to Commander Shepard. Mm-hmm. I love her so She's much. She is not my wife. She is, she is me. I am Space. Commander Shepard, and Commander Shepard is I. And, we are all um, Shepard. We are all Shepard. And just kind of like uh, watching such a powerful, and in my case, queer woman, um, just succeed so much in space. Despite such hardships. Despite such hardships. And to o- 
over ships. Sorry, I started. Um. Oh, those ships are hard, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were. Because fucking Garrus calibrated them. Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, Garrus will calibrate. Them, oh right. yeah. Is that why you paused? I know yeah. that was not actually why I paused. Okay. I actually had a really hard time getting that word out. Um, and then I interrupted you accidentally. Maybe, but uh, what? What else does he say? Um, she uh, she had flexibility. I had reach. That's the thing. Blow off some steam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all about all yeah. about that Garrus life. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just just watching watching, uh, especially the scenes that are like especially tender or mm-hmm. even just funny with Liara and uh, Femshep. Um, I don't know. I just uh, there there were very few times in my teenage years, especially my early teenage years when I was playing Mass Effect, when I uh, purposefully sought out queer content even though I very much have always been interested in queer stuff. And, you know, as, as you remember from uh, coming out episode came out when I was 13, um, I, I was not super exposed to gay culture until I, like, moved to uh, Denver. Uh, and, and then I watched more gay movies and everything like that. But seeing, seeing the uh, intimate moments between uh, two women or a woman and an alien who can take on most um, genders... Yes. Uh, was was so impactful to me as a young person seeing the way that like women could be together mm-hmm. in a way that didn't involve uh you know like the way that heterosexual romance works at all i think it was a really good representation of lesbian relationships that you know i just hadn't seen before so i did cry a lot at that because i was like that's a thing i can do and can have it was very powerful. That is very powerful. I loved it very much. Uh, Hannah, what's a game that you've cried at? Um, I think I probably cried towards the end of Mass Effect 3, but not at the very end. I cried... Out of frustration, perhaps. Well, now, we guess the Citadel DLC. Yeah. In, the, in Mass Effect 2, the fucking Shadow Broker DLC is so hard. Yeah, I almost hard. cried a couple yeah. of times. Um, anyway... Well, you played most of that, I think. Yes. Um... And then I stayed up late to finish it the night that you watch, were watching me play it because you went to bed, but I, I yeah. had to finish I it before so I went to tired. bed. Um, uh, Where, like, you're leading up to, like, the final sequence. Mm-hmm. When everybody's, like, standing around, you get to, like, say your goodbyes to them yeah. and stuff. That that gets me. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I cried at the end of What Remains of Edith Finch, but oh, I was I like... Did extremely emotionally impacted and I think about that game all of the time. It's one of the most beautiful games I believe I have ever played actually. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an absolutely gorgeous game um, and I think it's also like aesthetically very well done. Yes, like it has a very mm-hmm. good uh, north and northwestern feel. Yep. It's yeah, like northwestern gothic. Yeah. Um, it's very well animated. It's very beautiful oh, yeah. and also the just story-wise incredible. it is incredible. Yeah. I think, do you know what I cried in What Remains of Edith Finch? When? I think with the um, uh, the brother who worked in the cannery, I think in his story I think I cried. Yeah, that one was that one was yeah. definitely Some uh, of the, the, like, the, the deaths really deaths got were, to me. Yeah. That one got to me. That one I cried. Um, and I think I, I either cried at the end or like I cried, I don't know if I cried at the end, but I think I cried once or twice during mm-hmm. that game. Um, I think I might have cried in Butterfly Soup, I don't remember. Um, you know what I cried at? Um, uh, Gone Home. That is fair. I, I cried at Gone Home. I was so scared for all of Gone Home that I didn't cry. Yeah. I don't think I cried. I um, cried at some I, of the letters. Uh, they were just like so uh, well written, I think, and really uh, captured a piece of me that I didn't realize needed to be seen. 
Um, I think if I played Gone Home now as an adult, yeah, I would cry. cry. I mean, I was an adult then, but as like an older yeah, adult. adult yeah. Um, I played it in like a room full of other people, mm. and so it was one of whom was queer, and one of whom was very much not, uh, and is in fact one of the worst people I've ever met. Um, sure, naturally. And uh, we, so it was like a little less. It was mostly just spooky because mm-hmm. we were all getting spooked. Yeah. Because we didn't really know what the deal was. Yeah. Um, uh, that was back when it first came out and, like, uh, nobody really knew Yeah, the like, spoilers. what the deal yeah, with yeah, Gone Home that. was. I just had heard it was really good and it was cheap and short. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely cried at the end of Bastion before. Mm, I gotta play that game. Do you know what I've cried at? The end of Portal 2. Mm, These really? These sweeping, like, operatic moments always get to me. And, like, just, like, when Chell is finally getting out of the compound and mm-hmm. is, like, going up in the elevator and the... Uh, uh, fucking what are they called turrets are all singing yeah. that opera song at her that got to me I also cried at that it's yeah it got to me it, it made me cry Cute. it was so beautiful and then when Shell finally gets to like emerge into the earth it just feels like it is one of the great it's, it's a great example of like you the player feeling such a sense of triumph because like your actions got Shell out of there yeah. of course Shell is now just in the world of uh, Half-Life yeah um, so which is there are uh, unfortunate alien, over, alien overlords and uh, wild mutants in the woods, We don't know of so. any resolution to Half-Life, so they're just yeah, they're there never forever. Will be. Fucking yeah. so Gordon Freeman and Shell are just kind of stuck out there wah, in the wah, uh, yeah. world. Honestly, Maybe. at this point, oh, I hope it just truly dies because the nightmare situation would be a, yeah. a Kingdom Hearts 3 Half-Life. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it would. Um, but we know I, they haven't been I like to believe that Shell emerges from Aperture Labs after the events of Half-Life are resolved, oh. and that it's sort of a, a, a relatively peaceful world of rebuilding civilization. Well, I'm into that. Um, you know what I also just thought of is uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mm, um, yeah. We both cried. We both like, cried. together <laughs> at that <laughs> game. Before the Storm a lot. Yeah, there are so many scenes that are like... Um, uh, family situations, being a young queer person who doesn't necessarily know how to talk about being queer, like building relationships as a young person and how much of a struggle that can be because you don't know who you are and you don't mm-hmm. know how to be honest about what you don't know. And you're like pretending to be cool and all that shit. Yeah. Um, there were just so many things that's so well captured, wow, like growing yeah. up in like a turbulent yes. home in a way oh that like God, yeah. was way, it seemed really over-exaggerated, but I think it really did a good job of communicating through over-exaggeration how that actually, yes, much in the like way that like theater. anime goes way over the top in order to communicate like how that mm-hmm. actually feels. That's how I felt about um, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. It reminded me of the theater that I love. Yes. Uh, and I think that's partially because a theatrical performer did the voice of um, Rachel? No. Who's the main character? Chloe. Chloe, thank you. I did the voice of Chloe. Rachel is uh, the... Uh, the lover. The lover. Her lover, Rachel. Rachel. Um, that scene that everyone has seen, so this is probably not spoilers, is uh, when they're when they're walking by the lamppost and they, and they do a little hug and spin and kiss and stuff. That's like, oh, goddamn. Yeah, that, that you know? br- just cracked my heart wide open. It just, it, 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 it brings my heart such joy that there are people who are queer who worked on that, and that just makes me like feel very, yeah. uh, feel feel very seen and heard. Oh, I cried during Greece. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene you have a little like square like stone helper for a while, like mm-hmm. cubular stone helper, and uh, you like lose it or lose them, and then you like go into this underwater world, and you see all these other little stone people, and you get to the top, and you're like stone. 
your your cubular friend is there and all the stone people are so proud of you and the cubular Aww. friend is so proud of you and like gives you an um, like a thing that you need for the game. That's nice. And it was just such a beautiful metaphor for like and at first you have to like earn the trust of the stone friend and it's like such a beautiful metaphor for like how hard it is to ask for help but like how proud those friends are for you when you succeed. It mm-hmm. was just so good. I cried during that part of Greece. Oh yeah. Um I'm trying to think. I mean, if you know any game that I have played, unless I've disliked that game, I have probably cried yeah. at that game. Speaking of operatic sequences. Not Super Smash. Yeah, it's kind of silly, but in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, when you're like heading towards um, Skyhold, I almost said Skyfall, and then I also said Skyrim, and when then I you're also headed said. towards Skyrim. I almost said Skylab, and then it's Skyhold. Wow, Jesus. You said the right thing. Yeah. Go on. Uh, but that was the sequence of thoughts that my body went my body and brain went through Your body and brain soul heart mind yeah uh went through um Spirit. when you're like going up there and the like the uh priest lady or whatever the uh starts singing that song about like the herald of andraste and like mm-hmm. everybody joins in and it's this big oh, yeah, like sweeping moment quite emotional. yeah that's that's uh, that's probably gotten tears out of me at least oh once. yeah dragon age beautiful series of games mm-hmm. um most definitely if you didn't know we like bioware games we like bioware games podcast. i love bioware um there have been things i've done in video games that are so frustrating that i've cried like um that you've cried cried uh, i said cried did you like uh, 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 SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. Oh, everyone cried at that game because we were children. It that was, was the worst. So hard. Yeah. And that's the only game that made me actually break a controller. Does anybody remember what this game is called? Um, I the the game that I I remember crying at out of frustration was uh that game where you play as Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King and have to like do a bunch of puzzles and like I cried at the um. You look like you have something to say. That game is a fucking nightmare. I yeah. uh, cried at the one where you have to like uh, go through the, uh, the the stampede where Mufasa dies, um, and then I got so angry that I took a nap. And when I woke <laughs> up, uh, my dad had beaten it for me. A man who has never played video games since the nineteen eighties, and yeah. I was like, Aww. I don't know what it's he probably did to beat it, but he fucking did it. I bet it's one of those things where like I when I was a kid, I thought Where in Time is Carmen San Diego was the hardest fucking game in the world, and I could not figure it out, and I never beat it. And then I played Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego as an adult, and I beat mm-hmm. it in like maybe two hours. It was so fucking. It might have been that sort of. So I bet it was the type of thing know. where it made it made game. a lot of sense to an adult brain, but it didn't make any sense to like an undeveloped child brain. That's entirely possible. But I just remember being so. That's one of the. There have been a couple of times in my life where I've been so angry I've taken a nap, but I believe that was one of the first. <laughs> that's a bit from Arrested Development. Oh yeah, when is, Lindsay gets it? so mad that she takes a nap and misses the phone call for yeah, the I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I was like, "Well, this is a real thing." But and then yeah. Tobias misses it because he's loudly sobbing in the shower. Classic. Um, is there anything else that's made you cry ever in your life? Yeah, I just cried today talking to you at brunch. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Uh, that was the joke. Well. Oh. <laughs> So you cry a lot. I cry all the time. I'm a very emotional individual. Uh, video game wise, Aaron, is there any games that have made you cry? Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us has mm. made me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shed some tears at the first Red Dead Redemption at mm. the end. That was a pretty uh, beautiful and upsetting final bit. Um, I've been looking through my Steam library trying to find some others. Uh, I don't think anything on computer. Uh, honestly, what I think I'm realizing. Hmm. Is that sometimes I think 
at least for me and like the games I have encountered on computer versus console, mm-hmm. I feel like console games are trying to tell more story driven mm. stuff. I actually was just thinking about when you were saying you were going through your Steam library, uh, the Red Strings Club uh, game for a computer probably gotcha. made me cry one of the most because it just was so story driven that it was like, oh my God. You all need to play Red Strings yep. Club. Like, I feel like seriously, genuinely. console games, like big name console games, are trying to tell more stories, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of indie games, for yeah, the right, right. Are that's, to tell that's, that's totally different. But yeah, as far as like mainstream yeah. games, that's I feel like console games are doing a better job of like telling a, a yeah. story, whereas computer games are just trying to be kind of, um, I don't know, action or strategy, yeah, yeah. based. Um, also, uh, another yes. one was the the Walking Dead. Uh, game. Oh, the first yeah. first season. The, oh, final, yeah. the final episode of the first oh, the season. Oh, the one that was... Hannah watched you play? Oh, I haven't boy. watched it. I didn't watch him get through the final oh. episode, so I haven't seen it, but I cried before then at other things that happened. There partially was many, it was many things. Very spooky, and partially because it's very sad. It's, it's very, very sad. scary final, and very sad. I can't ruin it. Um, yeah, I'll play but, it. Yeah, that final, that final episode, kind of no matter what you do, is, is a pretty heart-rending uh, thing. I don't know how the rest of it is going. Um, I didn't really keep up because those games are very draining to play. Yes. Yeah, so I have just kind of given up on I don't blame you. <laughs> games. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, we have a whole episode about how Assassin's Creed Odyssey made me cry. Yes, we certainly do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love video games and they make me happy, but sometimes they also make me sad. They're art and they make me feel feelings. Yeah, they make me feel real. F- sometimes they make me feel real feelings and sometimes they're Kingdom Hearts 3. Which makes you feel frustration. Yeah, that's a real feeling. It it is so it is so bad after such a long wait that it, it if I think about it too much it will probably make me sad. Yeah. But also I sort of stopped caring about Kingdom Hearts three long before it actually came out. No, I mean, do you know what? Part, it still feels like not real that I'm playing Kingdom Hearts three a little bit. It well, still feels like this can't possibly be Kingdom Hearts it's been three. Thirteen years. Yeah. Or like this can't possibly be real. I'm not excited to get to the parts with Caribbean level with the really uncanny looking. Um, yeah, that's not gonna Jack be Sparrow. Because Johnny Depp is a wife beating piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He sucks, but. I am in so I'm much not pain in the fun and want way. to go home. Okay. Um, we can stop recording now. That would be Thank great. Thank you for listening to us, and I hope you enjoyed our words. Um, if you did enjoy our words, you can go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever where you get podcasts and you can subscribe and you can throw us a rating. We would love that. I don't know if there's ratings on Spotify, but there definitely are on Apple Podcasts, and yeah. we would love for you to subscribe, Please. download, uh, and throw us a rating and review. That would really help us, really help us get seen by other people. Um, like we said, if you have any favorite moments from the podcast, any feedback uh, going into our second year, or just want to share a f- cool thing. Or if there's any times that you've cried at a video game. Yeah, or game. if you want to tell us about a time you've cried at a video game, you can DM us uh, or post on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, uh, which is at GayGamers with a Z. Let us know if you would like us to read your thing and or your name on air. Um, you can email us at ifitsgayweplay at gmail.com. And you can find us on stickpokeprod.com uh, and listen to other shows on the network, um, including This Is Grandma's House and Encyclopedia, shows about what makes people the way that they are. Um, where you're just about to launch. We've recorded the first two episodes of my new podcast, No Exit. Yes. It's a horror, a comedy horror podcast wherein my friend Wendy, who loves horror and has been a guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. is going to show me horror movies, and which I... I hate and uh i'm gonna react to them and hopefully comedy will be born from that i'm actually already a little bit concerned about your well-being after the one that you just watched yeah we watched hellraiser and it was a lot um but 
I've, I've been think I've been fine, but I it is I've been thinking about it. Oh, I but I'm glad I've seen it with more distance. I like it better. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because when I first asked you how it was, you were like, it was it was fine. It was no, I said it was a lot, which it is. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go now. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. keep playing gay. Keep being games. And fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.